0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the AF Mentors podcast, I almost said the ESG Fitness podcast, what a mistake to make, Um, am I sitting in a room with a towel over my head for better audio, yes, but does it make any difference, I don't know, I'm also sweating my tits off but I am here to tell everyone something very important and that is that I read an article this week, I know, very impressive, (laughs) thank you. And it was called worse is better, which I get sounds like a ridiculous statement, but it's actually quite an intriguing notion. And of course, like it's it's meant to be a bit of a catchy title or it's meant to make you kind of stop and think. And it's certainly not saying that you should provide a poor or a worse service. But there were some really interesting points which I thought were really useful from a business perspective. And the essay is by a, mm, I'm going to call them a software developer. And I thought there was a lot that we could learn from this. So the concept is quite similar to imperfect action. (laughs) Shocking that I resonated with it. And I guess a mix between that and like minimal viable products. Maybe the love child of imperfect action and minimal viable products, which is, you know, that that if I was going to have a child, that is what it would be, essentially. So the idea is that you should get something out there. Now, I know that doesn't sound completely novel and amazing, but it's essentially telling you that you should take action and that you, if you focus on making something good and not perfect, you will get better results, because waiting for something to be perfect means that you will likely never start, or you'll never release the service or the product that you were creating. The premise being, it needs to be good enough, and then you learn as you go on the job. For example, rather than waiting until you know everything to start coaching, you start with an open mind, with a willingness to learn. And that doesn't mean that you start before you qualify. That might <laughs> that might be a good example of good. So good enough to start. Once you qualify, then you're, you're good, but you're not great. Once you start coaching and get experience and develop your craft and learn from your mistakes and from each one of your clients, that's how you become great. And there's a story that, I've told before, so many people might have heard this, but it's a pretty great story, so I'm going to tell it again. And that is of two fishermen. One of the fishermen, who I like to call Nigel, spent the first few months reading up on fishing. He researched the best rod, the best bait, the best technique. He watched loads of YouTube tutorials. And after about six months, when he finally felt ready, he got in his new boat, and set off for his first fishing trip. And the man caught no fish. Not one fish, none. Meanwhile, the other fisherman, who I like to call Stan, he was a doer. He was like an imperfect action. He went straight to Argos and bought a kid's fishing kit, stuck a bit of Greg's sausage roll on the end of it, and started fishing. And He didn't catch anything on his first try either. But he went back the next day with better bait. He learnt his technique by doing. He fished in different parts of the lake. He figured out where the fish were. And the story goes, he fished, which this bit sounds a little bit unrealistic, but he fished all of the fish. Um... Which, I know, sounds a little bit far-fetched, but let's just ignore that and go go with the take-home. The take-home is that Nigel waited until he was absolutely ready and he missed the opportunity. And by the time he started, Stan had already caught all the fish, because Stan is a doer. He practiced imperfect action. He was probably on AFM, and that's why he got results. He didn't wait until the perfect time. He took action and he learned from his mistakes, And Stan is now a millionaire fish entrepreneurial monger man. And Nigel has no money and a really expensive boat that he can't sell. And his wife has left him because he spent all the money on a fancy fishing boat and didn't catch any fish. And just a little reminder to all coaches that I like to make quite often to people on AFM. There are people with less experience, less skill, less knowledge, and less capability, plus more life stress, more reasons not to do something, more barriers in their way, who are getting better results than you because they take action. That's one of the key differences in people who get results and people who don't, is taking action even when there are barriers in in your way, even when you don't feel like you're ready. So take the damn action, and in, by the way, imposter syndrome isn't a reason. Oh, the door just opened randomly. Anyway, imposter syndrome isn't a reason to delay action. If anything, imposter syndrome is an excuse. And we don't do excuses here, we do solutions. So try to see imposter syndrome as a sign that you're doing something scary, that you're doing something important, that you're pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. And certainly not as a reason not to do something. So the reason Richard Gabriel, which is the person who wrote this essay, um, states that worse is better than... Sorry, that worse is better (laughs) is multifaceted and actually relates to numerous points, um, and these were some of the take-homes that I got from the essay. One, getting started imperfectly is critical to success and avoids procrastination. Two, more function doesn't mean a better product. So, for example, half of the things that your iPhone can do, you don't use it for. Doing the basics well is massively underrated, and I'm willing to bet that your client's wouldn't want or use a lot of the added extras that you want to add and sometimes that actually takes away from doing the basics well so sometimes it even backfires and they may say something like I only use the workouts in the check in so can I pay less given that I don't use the recipes or the meal plan examples or attend the weekly webinars and I don't utilize the 24-hour whatsapp support Sometimes you can offer too much, the point here being more isn't better and further, more can actually be worse. And what I would say to this is get feedback, get feedback from your clients, see what people want and see what people need and see what people use and double down on that and make that as good as possible instead of thinking that you always need to offer more or offer different or to add something. Instead of that, what you should be doing is focusing on making what you do as good as possible. So what about bettering what it is that's already working? Always wanting to add more is often a sign of insecurity as a personal trainer. And I've absolutely been there. And honestly, I still catch myself out on it. Um, So for example... Well, I guess like less so now, but previously I might have done something like pointlessly change the percentage of carbs in someone's diet plan or change the workouts for no reason just because I feel like I had to give something at that check-in instead of taking the approach of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it's working already, don't overcomplicate it. It's usually you as the coach wanting to add more value when the demand simply isn't there realize that what you're doing is enough and it's getting people results. And that the benefit of coaching is often in keeping people accountable, in in keeping people motivated, in keeping people consistent, in making them feel supported, and not in unnecessarily changing things. And the third point that was made in this essay, or the third take-home I got from it, was that Starting with quote-unquote worse or simply not waiting for something to be perfect means that you get real-world feedback. And this is absolute gold. So instead of guessing what someone wants, you know what they want. So as a coach, that looks like not trying to perfect every area of your program before you start because frankly, you won't know what's working until you start. I saw a question in EIQ this week, actually, someone was trying to map out 16 weeks of a client journey, and you simply can't, life is dynamic, it doesn't really work like that, you you can have some kind of idea and some kind of structure, but especially if you're a new PT, or you don't know your clients that well yet, or you don't know the niche that you're working with that well yet, or you don't have a full idea of that, you have to start before you're ready, And there's no way that you can foresee what they will need over the next 16 weeks. Maybe you'll be able to foresee that when you have a really defined niche, but initially you absolutely will not be able to do that. And in the essay, worse is better, the primary consideration for software was simplicity. And I think we can learn a lot from that. So is it clear and is it simple to use? And relating this to coaching, do your clients know what to do, what to expect, what online coaching is, what support they're going to get from you? Um, Is their program easy to implement? Is it clear where they can find their workouts, where they can ask questions, when they do their check-ins, how they do their check-ins? This stuff is so important and it's no good saying, yeah, it's all in this 40-page PDF document that no one reads. It's your job to simplify that. It's your job to make that information as digestible as possible and as easily digestible as possible. Clarity is so important in every aspect of your business, but especially in your marketing. You need to be able to articulate what you do clearly and succinctly. If people have to invest a lot of time and effort into understanding what it is that you do, then you have not made it simple enough who is it for what does it do what can people expect if any of these are unclear then people will not buy something that they are not clear about and the article goes on to say that when it comes to completeness so you could you could sort of put in the perfect program there like the complete the perfect program complete can be sacrificed in favor of any other quality so in fact completeness must be sacrificed whenever implementation or simplicity is jeopardized. So essentially, that's a, a fancy way of saying imperfect action. Start, get feedback, iterate and improve. And I am willing to bet you tell your clients this in some way, shape or form, but you often don't implement it well in your life or in your business. So an example of this might be something that we all get as coaches, but maybe finding someone's maintenance calories. We know that calorie calculators aren't 100% accurate. We know that they are usually a sensible start point. But figuring out your energy needs requires a little bit of trial and error and making adjustments, much like your approach to dieting. You will never know exactly what works for you unless you start, you try, you make adjustments as required. You simply cannot have the answers before you start, because you only get the answers by taking action. And I hope this was useful. I hope it inspires you to take some action. If you need some help and guidance, and you are ready to take your business seriously, then sign up to AFM. AFM is cheaper than most one-to-one coaching services. So if you aren't willing to invest that in your own business, then I would question why you're asking other people to invest in your business. The whole reason I started AFM is to try and give coaches what I feel like I would have needed in terms of support. So not only do we support your business, but we support you as individuals and all of the barriers that you may face. So if you're ready to sign up or you want to talk to me about more, head over to at AFMentors or afmentors.com.